Welcome, everybody, to the Blunderbase. Welcome. You, you guys are fucking amazing. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Always appreciate. Always. Those who come back. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, I got I got a little story for you guys that I read up on today because I'm a fucking nerd and I like to read random history stories. Okay. And. It's about these two like Chinese generals, and I'm totally gonna butcher the names, and I apologize to any of our listeners that are Chinese, but please correct me uh, because I'm definitely going to be wrong on this. So the first one is Sima, Sima Yi. It's not. It's called Semen. Semen Yi. Semen yeast. Semen yeast. Okay. And then the next one is <laughs> Zhu Liang. Anyway, so the point point of these guys is they were two generals in China. Um, I don't know the exact time period off the top of my head. Just consider it a long, very long time ago. Sure. Right? Yep. So I'm with you. These guys were generals, and they were opposites when it came to tacticians. So one of the guys on the same team, though. No. So it was like feudal China. So you know how like feudal Europe for a while, people were the castles were just kind of shitting on each other. People were just shitting on each other all the time. Sure. You know that was that. So. One of them, Sima Lee, that guy, was very cautious. So he was known for figuring out an opponent's plan before the battle even started. That was his shit. Like, mm. he was that good. Like, espionage shit? Yeah, just, so, and super cautious. So he was like uh, Phil, Jackson, me, Phil Jackson uh, in, his, in his glory days. Circle tri- uh, cir- triangle offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said circle, circle jerk is what I call it. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> and then we have Zuglieg, which Z- is... Zoolander. He was more of the, the, the crafty technician. And the... Or tactician, tactician, tactician. I don't know what the so fuck. Words are people. fucking hard. He was a ta- but he, he, he was taxed. crafty. So oh, he, he, was he was like an on the fly kind of guy, right? But he was really good at that kind of shit. Like Brian or so the story starts with Liang, that guy, the one who's really crafty. He's defending a city, right? And now the thing about this city is he's only got ten men. That's it, ten men to defend the city. And he sees from one of his scouts that this other guy, his rival, Sima Yi, is coming his way with a shit ton of motherfuckers. More than ten. A lot more than ten. Thousands, right? So he's looking at it and he's like, okay, if I actually have to fight, I'm fucked. There's no fucking way I'm getting out of this. I don't care how good my ten guys are. It's not happening, right? So this is what he does. He realizes that the general of the opposing army is his rival, and his rival's super cautious. And he knows that his rival more than likely knows that he's the one commanding the forces at the city. He's crafty, right? And he's known for setting traps, ambushing people and shit. So what he does is he figures, fuck it, we're not going to fight. We're going to lose if we fight. So he takes all of his ten soldiers, he dresses them as civilians, and he has them start cleaning the fucking fort. Just randomly opens up the gates and he goes outside the gates, sits right out front and starts having a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there cross-legged waiting. So eventually they walk up and they see everything that's going on and his rival sees him and he realizes who it is, right? Because this is my fucking rival, right? This guy's all about traps. This is a fucking trap. Like, I know this guy, right? Yeah. It's all about fucking traps. 
this is a trap. There's no way I'm biting on this shit. Fuck you. They turned around and walked away. <laughs> That's sad. And he's literally quoted as saying it only worked because it was my rival. Yeah. So only, if it had been anybody else, they would have steamrolled the shit out of us. Yeah. But because he knew me, and I knew he knew me, I played him like a fiddle. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. Ten men. Maybe. Hopefully. It's true, but it's probably not, but. You know how things go in history. They get embellished. So he probably had 12 guys. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Just two more. <laughs> Just, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's pretty interesting, though. I mean, when you think about tactical tactical anomalies or tactical, like, uh, feats, well, uh, it's kind of cool to think about how people get through odd situations and stuff like that. Tactical feats. Like As in, feats. like, um, every episode. We know episode, you do. We know you, you like You bring feet, it up brother. every episode. Yeah. And the last one, you're like, no, no, I don't like feet, but. Oh. All right, it's true. Exactly. How many toes have you sucked on? This week? Or I just. Jo- okay, that's okay. <laughs> just this week. Let's start there. Well, I took a tactical uh, version on this woman once, and I took her down. I didn't just tackle her ass. I tackled her ass. I tackled, tactically I ta- tackled. Ta- ta- tactically tackled her toes. I hope she was around and your I same them. size. Licked them. No, dude. No, she's not pushing 240 or 250. No, she's pushing like 100 pounds. Is she able to walk ever again? No. 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 Oh, Lord. But that's good. Now she can't leave my basement. Wow. Dude, oh I don't care. She's Do you feed her up. at least? Nope, dude. I feed myself <laughs> first, and then... Suck on them toes. <laughs> a little bit of salty it, goodness. It's pretty cool, though. You know, like, it reminds yeah, me of a Tenacious D song. You know how, like, uh, generals are so crazy, man. I heard a lot of these guys would have to get, like, fucked up to go into war. They're constant drinkers because they just, they have to just, I guess, deal with all this shit all the time. Just and... be in a constant state of stress for your yeah, whole life. you know? It's Imagine crazy. all that fucking pressure. Like, no, obviously man. we can't because no, none of us have been in the military. But, like, even Patton. Like, General Patton was, like, a fucking war genius. Uh, Rommel. You know, Stalin. Fucking another. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't read that much into the history uh, but Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi was a fucking. Jesus Christ. Lawrence Taylor. A good Spartan, dude. And again, I still think Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman in his days, he could have been, you know, top warrior. Two. Yeah, he could have won his freedom in the Coliseum. He could have saved Troy with Russell Crowe. Yeah, he could have saved Troy with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's done so much, man. It's awesome. You sack of wine. <laughs> that's that's scary. How well you sounded right there. He liked that. That is good. I'm glad we recorded. That, that is so good. You sack of wine. And I'm like, you know what? I can't even do that. But that was a that was <laughs> that's my favorite line of that movie. And you know what? You know what's happening in that scene, right? Yeah, he's trying to. He's gonna bang his slave girl. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a slave girl. No, she is. A, she's the royalty. She's but a high royalty. Dude, yes. Have you Where guys she seen is the HBO show she's Spartacus? A slave dude, girl. I heard that's pretty good. Oh my god! No, I haven't watched. But that I have shit. heard good things about it's it. It's so good. It's wild as fuck. The battles are good. It's HBO, so you know they show everything. Like you know, getting their arms hacked off and shit. Like it's wild. But like that reminded me of when they show the people, like the the. Uh, I can't even think of the name. They, I want to say inspectors. The people watching the fucking event going on. The spectators? Spectators, thank you. Jesus Christ. I do too many drugs. And you just do one, man. Advil. Uh, just one. Too much. Toilet and all. Toilet 
oh, but and it shows them the spectators in the crowd doing like you know gladiators are fighting you're watching the whole fight and your blood is pumping you're like yeah fuck that guy up get him down. and then it shows the people in the crowd doing titties hanging out people are fucking in the crowd Jesus just losing really? their shit people getting drunk as fuck and they're like okay okay I get it and part of you is like you know what <laughs> maybe part of the stands were actually like that with like nipples hanging out and like yeah yeah I guarantee that shit hell yeah hell yeah I was tripping out I've been watching uh, I've been watching a lot of shows I've been watching they did that at baseball games popping titties out they did that they did that in the World Series this year two girls fucking shut their titties no like all like it was a constant behind the plate every the game constant Phil's behind the game constantly I mean well, if they allowed that's what I was gonna say what were you about to say right now I don't know I've been watching Thousand Pound Sisters wait wait dude what What's website? It? What Hold website on. are you on? No, man. No, 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 no. This is like is this it's like, like ninety day. It's like no. It's like or? ninety day fiance. It's like a show. Oh. And it's a show called Thousand Pound Sisters. One sister is uh like five hundred pounds or four hundred pounds, and the other one is like six hundred pounds. So they even out to a thousand pounds, and they are sisters. Oh, clearly, okay. You know that live together, but one is like not able to get up out of bed, and the other one's. Like able to move barely. Yeah. So one does every, one does oh, yeah. everything for the other sister, and then. But the, she can barely do it. But she can barely do it. Oh And then that my, creates conflict. It's giving me anxiety already. The other day, I was watching one. She got into an argument with her sister because she's like, "Hey, I'm tired of you asking me to do things for you." And she was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "There's, there's." What do you mean? She goes, "I put your soda. You should call sodas, sodies." She goes, "I put your soda on the table, and." I told you to go get it. And she goes, you know I can't get up. All I ask you to do is Did bring you over my soda. And like, dude, <laughs> I would have done. They went to have like, a, they went to a therapy and like had a <laughs> they had a therapy session. And the therapist is like, why? Like, what what is the problem? She's like, I'm, she's codependent on me because I just get her I get her food and like I feed her and I you know I, I get her up and do all these things and she don't give a damn about me, doc. And like, she's just like, all right, well. I think you guys should just try to not enable each other. And, you know, if you want to go get a glass of water, go get a glass of water. And she's like, it's hard to go get a glass of water in a walker and carry an open glass in your hand. And I was like, what? You're that fat? You can't fucking do And I was just like, no, I don't judge. But at the same time, it's like there's so much drama there. It's crazy. But, again, I was over there yelling at the screen, tits out fucking yelling at her like fucking oh, let's go bitch get up and it's just I'm, I'm not even watching the Romans and this fight. Just, this just pre-recorded this is just fucking on TV yeah you can watch this every day people so on demand on demand see those two fat bitches fight each other in a gladiator whoa, 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 whoa. arena we can't call them bitches can't call them bitches those two fat women fight each other in a gladiator arena no I'd watch the it'd be, shit. It'd be so out of boring. That. I would watch the those, shit out of it. First of all, you stand them on their feet, and then about two seconds later, they both fall over. And well, then they'd start crying and well, be sad. One of them, one of them had a had a boyfriend. And a boy- Are you not entertained? It was it was cra- <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy to see her have a relationship with this guy. And I mean, wait, wait, she had him. Someone a that was interested in her. Oh, they've been together at for a long 600 time. At six hundred pounds. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, he's not. He's not that bad looking. Why is he? How much do you think he weighed? Probably like, man, honestly, man, like 
215. Like, he wasn't that heavy of a dude. You know, you look at him, you're like, yeah, you're out of shape, but. Not even close. You're not even, you could do a lot. You could look at your dick Her right thigh now. weighs as much yeah, as you. She couldn't, I mean, I don't even know how she bathed, you know. It was a wish oh. like that. And I was just, ugh. Just dip her in the water. Yeah. But, yeah, I stay off Tinder now for that and Grinder for that, too. Yeah? You're on Grinder. I try it all. Try it all. Why not? Give it a shot. I like hairy toes. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm we know on, you like fucking I'm not on hairy grinder. Jesus. I'm not on, I'm not a, I'm not a Second time guy. he's brought up feet. Yeah. And this time they're hairy. All right. So, Artie, obviously feet are your fucking kink. Uh, I have different kinks in this chain, boys. I got What's the weirdest thing you've done with somebody's feet? Oh, I mean, no. Uh, I, I don't know, no. Yeah, I don't think we should go into this, nope. but... What's what are the topics mm. we got on the <laughs> fucking podcast? Huh? What's on the docket? You keep bringing it up. I'm gonna fucking ask. Oh well, before we we started, <clears throat> before we hit the record button, we're talking about being in Vegas. I was at this in Vegas at the same time as what's it called? The PRB PBR? The PBR. P- yeah, it's professional bull riding. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That yeah. was pretty fun. I did. I did a little bit of research on it. Basically, it's like eight weeks in Vegas. Every weekend, it's held. Eight. Eight weeks. So it's wow. a se- they call it's a season. It's a se- so eight weeks and throughout the whole season, and you only ride you ride one time on the weekend, and your best the best rides can advance to the next weekend basically. But right. like you ride eight weeks, and then the best advance like the best riders advance, you know. Mm-hmm. But you would think that since it's bull riding, it's all a bunch of country boys and a and a, you know a bunch of. Uh, like I guess Midwestern kind of guys. No, dude. It's we had a couple guys from the US, but majority of these guys were like Brazilian and like from other countries. Wow. It was a trip to like, interesting. To, it was fucking awesome. They were speaking Portuguese. What? Yeah, and that's so cool. The crazy thing is these the, a lot it's of these guys are. It's in their blood, man. And so like their dad were professional bull riders and their dads before them. So it's like you have like fourth generation bull riders. Like it's a family. It's a fucking, fucking thing. thing. And they they have this thing called uh Boretos and it's like a huge thing in Brazil where it's like it's almost just as big as winning the PBR, the professional bull riding like mm-hmm. circuit. Mm-hmm. And but if you win it, you're known as like a fucking god of like bull riding, you know? And this this year a guy who was twenty one years old won it and this kid man good looking but he has his whole country on his back and then he goes to vegas and he advances to like the third third round of the finals and he wins money but like you just you, you just see and like you you travel all these like individual riders and you find out like some of these guys when they first started they would they were so poor that they would sleep with the bulls and like travel with the bulls because they couldn't afford to, to like afford their own travel. Shit, yeah. But they could afford to travel with the bulls because that's automatic. You know, they're good. They're going. They're so going it's like, to be there. You could hitch a ride with them, but you're sleeping in their pen. You're gonna have to like aid with them. You're gonna have to eat with them. You're gonna have to do everything with them, and. These things can fucking kill you, you know. But yeah. but it turns into like a relationship. It turns into like a relationship, like a bond. It's fucking crazy. Because you know you gotta think like, okay, let's say they're driving or they're on a train, right? Because I don't know how the fuck else you're they transport, transport them. A usually, bull. usually through like depending on like when when it's for the PBR, <laughs> their bulls are like uh, raised to like fight for this, and they're supposed to buck for like I mean. It's crazy to when they when you score in bull riding, it doesn't you don't only score as a rider, but your bull has to score as well. Yeah. So like if your bull jumps like four feet in the air and kicks a certain way, almost like hey, you went after a lame duck. So yeah. We're not if you went after a weak ass much. bull, you your score is affected by it. But if you go after a like a like you know a bull that's 
fucking Rough. raising hell, Rough. you're gonna get scored just as high if you don't do so hot as a rider, you know, because yeah. it's but it's uh the best bulls also advance each week. So each week they're cutting down the bulls that are Dude, that's not crazy as strong. though. Like what kind of, like So like you have the, the best kind of, of the relationship bulls. they have with each other though. It is because they're travel because like you, some like you say do. they're traveling with them. Some right? of them do. Like when you first start out, like if you're poor, like when you first start out, you travel with them, but eventually you make it to the big time and you're making you can make up to a million dollars if a any week. Of them go back. So like do, like, do you go back and like chill with the bull every now and then? Well, still, some of them do, know? and some of them don't. But like again, like like again, I th- uh, like the guy who won this year, the twenty one year old. Mm-hmm. He traveled with his bull the whole way to Vegas, and he he won like a million dollars just in Brazil. Wow! So you're just like, dude, what? Like, why aren't you traveling? But no, he was like, my dad, you know, was a bull rider, and he taught me how to do the same thing. And there's another guy who's like, um, I forget what you call him, but he's like. Uh, not like a vet tech, but he's going to school to be like a zoologist or zoo something. Where, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he gives his he administers his own shots to his bull and his own bull, and like he takes care of it, he aids it, and like he fucking knows the bull. But it's also one of those things where he also wants it's a to, working relationship. Yeah, but he also wants it to be a fucking madhouse. Like he, it's kind of weird. Like there's times where you want it to be calm, but not really. Like mm-hmm. there's times when you need it to be like fucking pissed off. And it's he's like sometimes that's that's just in the bull and like the bull knows you. It's it's weird to have that relationship. And almost kind of knows like hey, yeah, all right, we've been chill up until now. And they do- and I know because of like I don't know maybe the sounds or the lights or something or I'm in this tiny little pen. I know I'm supposed to be at this point. Well, you can because see, that's that's what you and I do. You, you can know? see like, like the camera is focused in on the bull when it's in the pen, and when it's in the pen, you can see him like kind of kicking around. He just kind of like, <laughs> and he's smelling around, and then his eyes just kind of open up, and then he's like, "There's a uh, these riders dilate and shit." You'll see them when they're getting settled in. You thinking that they're like trying to just find a comfortable spot, and he's like, "No." Half the time, these riders are looking at the bull's eyes and being like, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" Are you ready to go? Let's go. And then they like let let the cage open, and these things are bucking like crazy. And it's like so for eight seconds, you just hold on for dear life. And it's like some people describe it as like like one of the most craziest dances or dance rhythms ever. And like these cowboys can just dance with it. And other people are like, it's like a ride. It's it, but it kicks you and bucks you. It's like the wildest ride you've ever been on. That could also kick you off and kill you at any moment. Yeah. But at the same time, you see some of these guys, they know how to master that bull. And after eight seconds, they just bounce off the bull like it's walk away. Like it's nothing. And those guys, they do like a little thing, like fucking like a finger gun to the bull sometimes. I got a big dick. Usually, and they say like the bull lashes out. Like they like that because the bull will lash out for a good two minutes and the crowd is losing their mind. Yeah. Because they're thinking back to the like gladiator days, like show me blood and these clowns are running around they're usually named like bozo or like you know like stupid names that you wouldn't think about but they're getting hammered by this bull and the crowd is losing it while the like rider is just like finger gunning the bull and like fucking x-pocking him like suck my dick bull and then he hops over the fence super quick Mm -hmm. and it looks as if like he the just gets up. Pants. He looks up. He just gets up real quick and hops over the fence. But in reality, you see him look at the bull and like fucking give him like a chingasso look and then hop over the fence. It's so awesome to to like watch it. And then you see some of these guys. They get hurt all the time. And so they're like, oh yeah, you figure once they get kicked or once they get stomped on, they're done. No, no. no. This one guy They'll get fixed. The opening scene of this one show I was watching. He gets he gets ju- he hops on right away. 
And he just gets the bull just he lands on his side and the bull on his back legs on when he's mm. when he's landing just hits his ribs, bro. Oh. And he, the guy is just like huh! and you just hear him screaming bloody murder and like the crowd again losing, losing their minds. They love and then it. the bull gets contained, which took 45 seconds. The guy stayed on the floor for 45 seconds. And he just stood there. The bull went around him twice. Respected him is what they called it. The bull mm. went around him twice. And once he realized he was, like, not getting up, Fucked up. the bull kind of went back to his corner like, fuck, man, like, I'm in trouble now, you know? Like, yeah. But they don't understand. They get rewarded for that stuff. The bulls get rewarded for yeah, that. Like they They're like, oh, we like this guy. This guy fucks people up. So the guy was on the floor for four. The team goes over Jesus. to him. Jesus. And he's like, I can't, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And he's just freaking out. He's the like, just got and they're like, either like, I know, bull. man. And they're like, tell him, this is what's happening right now. Your lungs are relaxed. Short breaths. Take it easy. We're going to help you out right now with breathing for you. And then they just get a thing breathing for him. And he's just like, and you see his wife just like, Free, like she's crying and then she's sitting there holding a newborn baby right back and forth rocking it and then she sits there and she's like the thing that makes me mad is that he's gonna go back to work next week <laughs> he's gonna go back to doing this next week yeah and sure enough you see him and he's just like yeah it's collapsed da, da, da. he's like if i make it back and like it takes a year to recover from that by the way and it's like that's just for you to feel normal not take the impact again of a bull yeah so they're like you know this and so you see him and he's like i'll be back by next year makes a comeback dude Wow! Makes a fuck, and the balls him, on that man. And he's just like, and they have this term. They have this term. It's called cowboy up. You guys might have hear, heard it. It's yeah. so, it's really big and for like Boston, like like and 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 baseball terms, they'll use it like cowboy up. Cowboy up. But cowboy up meaning is like man the fuck up yeah. and hop back on that bull because this is what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, dude, I can't even get my dog to sit. You know, like I can't, I can't, I don't even have no relations with my cat pisses on it, but like to see the relation with this animal and to be able to maintain it for eight seconds and ride it like there's no tomorrow and then bounce off and finger gun it, be like, fuck you. It's like, dude. You are the wow. man. And they get paid buco bucks, man. They get paid big oh, money. Bet. Yeah. And these these country folk come out of nowhere and he's like these Brazilians like we learn how to speak English because of country songs. We and like, know this. We know is these people shit. love us because and like sure enough, this girl's like, I don't even know who you are, but Jose Armada, you're my favorite rider, baby. And he's just like <laughs> Gracias, thank you. And he's just and he's just like, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't know. And they like trying to say like he's trying to put English words together and like yeah. this one guy's like, say like fuck one time and he's just like I I can't, I can't, and he's just like, no, no, I need, they no, all know, no. he knows, like, we're, but it's so cool to see them try to, but it's the, they're trying to also make it their own thing, they, they're very Americanized too, believe it or not, like, these guys are trying just as hard to learn English, as, like, better, as, I, like, I don't know, like, it makes me feel shitty about myself, where I'm like, I what? <laughs> don't even speak Spanish at all, but, like, these guys are trying really hard to, like, Americanize themselves, and be, not only because, the sport, but because these people. Well, I'm sure if you had a them. huge opportunity in Spain, oh, yeah. to make money, you'd oh, go to you'd Spain be learning Spanish and you'd be learning quick. Spanish fast. Right, right, right. Yeah. But like, if it was like in my blood to go hop on a like run with the run with the bulls in Spain, mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, no gracias. You know, no, not that you don't. No, nope. let's play football. Let's just you know, Dude, I really like fucking murder you. Yeah, <laughs> like... but to see these, they're they're crazy. They're like they got huge balls. It's cool to see that. I love that. I love that shit. Dude, it's crazy when, when um, you go like you watch a video, 
of the like running of the bulls, right? And you see like sparks come off the bulls like feet or like yeah, yeah, it's crazy real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I'm like this this sh- like they get really good shots of like these how small they are compared to like how small we are compared to these things. Yeah. And like they and they they show you this one guy's like you see how that hump and like you see like they're just you see like their muscles and like how fucking muscular these things are. Hmm. He's like I want this is my buddy right here. I talk to him, I give him love, and you see him. He's just like, <laughs> and he's just like he's pissed. I love him. I love when he's pissed, man. I love when he's pissed. You mean I could ride him right now? He's ready to go. You ready? And he's just like, <laughs> and he's just, it's just, and you just see this massive amount of drool just all over and he's like i put on my boots sometimes i put on my boots so he smells it you know like once he knows i'm strapped in i tell him i tell him you read and i look at his eyes i look up at those also so i look at those things and they open and i'm ready and then you know you see him do it do you see him hop on and he he's he goes uh he wins like the second he goes to the second round and like wins it he gets second place but like this other guy, this other American guy, he's just so cocky with it, dude. He's just like, I'm just gonna ride it like, <laughs> I'm just gonna ride it like I was born to do, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I'm from like Idaho, small small town. But you know, Christ. we know our bowls, boy. We know our bowls. And he's just like, all right. And you just see him hop on ride. Every ride he's done, eight seconds, eight seconds or more. You know, like that wow. shit right there. You're like, wow. And then some of these like some of these guys they call it like getting cocky with the bull when you ride it over like an eight five it's eight seconds which is a lifetime for bull riding yeah eight seconds is a lifetime to be bucking and but some of these guys hold on for a little bit longer just to show hey nothing this shit's nothing and that's what this guy does. i could do this longer his name's jb something i forget his name jb some of the, but this guy's a monster when bull riding, and he holds on usually to like eight, eight three, eight two, and you're like, all right. And someone holds on for like a whole minute. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Where they yeah. just try to like let you know, I'm stronger than you, man. Oh, here's your lighter. Is this your favorite lighter? No, it's the only one we got. Oh down. God, there it goes. Oh God, there it went. Um, that's actually really, that's really. So what? What got you into watching that? Is just because you know there's nothing on right now, or no, no, no. I'm watching. Uh, I make it short and sweet. Like I'm watching a lot of a lot of athletes that are that do crazy stuff and uh, are doing like some crazy shit in their lives mm-hmm. and like the what what drives them to do this? They're like crazy um, sport, I guess. You know, like uh, I was watching another video on like a guy who like climbs mountains. He's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I I got one, but he. He all he does is climb, and he, you know, it's crazy to watch some of these guys' uh, determination and how mentally strong they are. You know, and that's what I love about. I think I love that shit. Dope. You know what I've been getting back into? What that I know already knows. Lisa and I used to watch. Um, fucking sumo, dude. Yeah. Whoa. That. I've always wanted to get into that, it's dude. So okay, dude. So, if I could have one job in my lifetime, it would be a fucking to be a sumo, not just a sumo wrestler, to probably be the number one sumo wrestler in my division. And I wish I would probably be like in, like Japan, because over there, they treat their sumo wrestlers like gods. Gods. Yeah. More so than we do with our sports athletes. Yes, dude. And like. We, I, I don't even remember how the fuck, I think we got into it where it was literally a thing where my wife was like, oh, you, you want to, you want to watch this? 
you're into like random sports, right? Because you play rugby, right? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And she was like, well, let's watch some sumo. Bro. Oh, my God. We found a channel where this guy puts up. The way it works is they do every other month is when they do tournaments. And it goes the whole year. So right. when you get to the end of the year um, <coughs> or the end of the season, excuse me, um, that's when they have their big, big tournament, right, to see who gets to move up in ranks, who gets to hold their titles, because I think it's um, Ozeki is the highest title that they can have. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's only been like 50-something in the entirety of Sumo. So, like, it is a big deal to get that title, right? right? But at the same time, when you get that title, you're defending it. Every single time you go out onto that fucking mat, that arena, right? So you could lose the first season, right? Let's say it, it starts January, February, March. Yeah, so it starts in January. So let's say you start in January, right? And you're in Ozeki, and you lose all of your matches you just got knocked down and chances are you're probably never going to make it back up again that's how hard it is but it is wild watching that shit you know because we used to joke about it as kids like oh yeah you're fat you should be a sumo wrestler right right no there is something frightening about watching a man that is 400 plus pounds move that fast Agility wise, they couldn't sprint down a field after you. That's not the point. The point is, the minute you get within arm's distance, <laughs> they're faster than you are. Yeah. And that's fucking scary. Watching men that big move that quickly. And at the same time, you realize wait a minute, they're, they're not just fat, they're fucking strong. Yeah. Like this dude that's 400 plus pounds just literally lifted up another dude that was bigger than him and threw him out of the arena. What the fuck? You mean the ring. Whatever, dude. Yeah. It is a fucking feat, man. And it looks like they do it with no problem. Obviously, every now and then you'll get like a tinier sumo wrestler. It's a little bit smaller than other people. And you'll see him do it and you can tell like, that was rough. Like that was rough on him. Yeah. But for the most part, they and dude, the the how hard they, they beat the hit shit each out other. of each other. So hard. You know that forearm rip that we used to do for linemen in football? They do that to each other in the face right off the fucking get go, dude. Yeah. And just take it. Dude, we were watching one of the guys we fucking watch. He took one an elbow straight to the face from one of these dudes, right to his fucking chin. Didn't even blink when it happened. It, Nothing. It reminds me a lot of like just competition, I think, where there's a lot on the line and at any moment it's uh it's either gonna be you or me and if I lose, I'm gonna become a nobody to the world and you're gonna become a somebody to the world. Yep. And the, the idea of, for honor. of me yeah. losing that, it's it's shitty. Like I always think about Mac Robinson. Who is Jackie okay. Robinson's brother? Oh, yeah. Mac Robinson also came in second place to Jesse Owens in the fucking Olympics, and Jesse Owens went on to become a fucking legend, mm-hmm. and he only lost by point three of like a second. So it's like nothing. Point three of a second is like what made like you're a nobody now of the world, and that's the difference that made Jesse Owens a somebody to this world, you know? Like, and then 
like to me it's like it's crazy because people are like oh what difference does it make well mac robinson was a fucking custodian for a school in pasadena for the rest of his life and jesse owens is always gonna be known as jesse fucking owens the mm-hmm. guy who fucking defeated the nazis in the olympics you know what i mean like yeah. it's so it's just it's just crazy and then you it makes it even worse where it's like oh well, it's not it doesn't suck that bad for mac at least he's got a job but it's like not only that his his brother is jackie robinson he changes the face of fucking baseball yeah. so it's just like shit you know look that way you got that look the other way you got that mm-hmm. well just live your life fuck you know but like you train so hard to do this and it's again you know this is what you want to do and it's like for honor and for the for the for the motherland yeah because what yeah. they'll do is they'll you come in second so what they do is they'll let's say let's say you're you're in in japan right and you have a kid and let's say for whatever reason this kid just eats a fuck ton of food he's eating you out kobayashi of fucking home so what they do is they say hey at a young age very young age i don't i don't, I don't know the exact specifics but you we're gonna sign you up with the sumo school mm-hmm. now more often than not i'm sure you know, the kid probably goes through it for, you know, everything up until the professional level. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like Pop Warner football, you know, almost. He goes through all of that, and then maybe they go back out into society, and they're like, whatever, you know, I'm done with this shit. You know, did a lot for me. Cool. I love it. You know, great for me into the person I am today, but I like doing whatever, you know. But for those dudes that happen to go into professional sumo, like – that is it, bro. They rep their fucking school, and they, I mean, I've never seen more respect in a sport before. It's insane. Just the way they treat their opponents, the way they treat the fans. You know, you see these guys after a match, and they're sitting there, and they're huffing, fu- I mean, huffing wind, bro. Super fucking absolutely labored and these guys are asking them all kinds of questions and shit and what do you think about this and what do you think about this and these guys are like well i uh i want to thank you thank you thank you for coming out you know and thank you for asking me these questions and you know i want to thank all the fans and blah 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 and thank the school and this and that every single one of them every single one you know like it just i don't know dude it's it's I know that's one thing quarantine's got me back into is watching that, and it's it is so, something it's else to watch that, that shit. Since quarantine, since quarantine, <laughs> I've been writing a lot, mm-hmm. and I came up. Well, I told Bill about this, but I've been writing a script, man. I write. I'm writing nice. a script. Basically, it's about this guy who is like a nurse, like a caregiver. He works in the medical field somewhat, and he uh, the opening scene basically is him starting off when he's. I guess he's uh, breaking down, and he's having a moment with one of uh, with someone special to him. And when the pan- the camera pans out, it's basically a, like a patient who's passed out and not paying attention. And he's just uh, at work, and he's hating life. Mm-hmm. And uh, what ends up developing is this guy doesn't have like a he doesn't he's not really respected by his girlfriend, not respected by his job. But he ends up meeting this kid who's his next-door neighbor. And this kid, how he comes across him, his uh, ball goes over the fence one day, and he, like, gets pissed off because it's near his weed plants where, <laughs> where this nurse is fucking planting him. So this kid, like, hops over there, and he's like, hey, man, can I grab my ball? And he's like, come around and fucking grab your ball. And that little interaction, they fucking become best friends, and they start meeting, and they start hanging out with each other. And he realizes that this kid's mom's always at work because his dad died, like, from cancer. So he doesn't have a father figure. 
and he's just always hanging out with his friends and so he's like you know i'm gonna become this guy's father figure and like he teaches this kid how to like shave and fucking what like porn is and he like he the kid finds like you know a stash of weed and he's just like what is this and like gets the kid high one time and like they have like a relationship and what ends up happening is you know the kid like the kid who's like was shy ends up uh, becoming a stand-up comic and describing like the funniest guy he ever like the first the funniest guy he's ever met but never had the balls to go on stage and fucking do comedy which is the nurse and you know that's pretty much that's it the guy becomes a comic and that's it's a little short but yeah been writing a lot man I feel like the that energy. Cool, man. I feel like the energy just went out the room. No, do you know? No, it's, <laughs> not. it's not a goal. It's not a great. Do you know who you want to play if you will put it in a video, who like or a movie? Oh, absolutely or... not. I just want to get it down on a like. I have a bunch of notes, mm-hmm. like, and they're stupid on like on like napkins, uh, someone on a notepad, and then I transfer those into an actual script, and then like I'm on like page three. That's too, dude. I've always getting thought about started. It. Yeah, and I with this phone, like I'm like getting like really into it. So nice. That's so cool. Thinking but about. No, I have no idea who I would. What? I have no idea who I would like. Well, that's later. But thinking about writing a script and like thinking about different people, what they say, what yeah, they're saying to each other. Know. Yeah. But like that's I think tough. about like you like you guys a lot. Like how we have like these moments where we we just did a bunch of stuff like growing up together, and. It was completely like idiotic. Like we did some dumb shit where we played like paint, paintball over at the school on a school, like on a Saturday, wearing masks and having full paintball gear running on. Running on the roof, running and on the at roof, each other. You know, and it's like I'm Dude, so surprised. We still find some if paint. we did that today, we would be shot and killed. Oh out my of school. god! Or I don't know about that. Yeah, or I would be stuck in a ransom situation. I'd be like, I have these two guys here, ransom, fucking. You give me ten thousand dollars. No, 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 no. I'd ask for like a thousand, hundred thousand. Or no, 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 two hundred. No, fuck it. I'll go ask for a million dollars, unmarked bills, delivered to a certain location. Un, un a certain location. Yes, insequential amount. Insequential low. I want it all in singles, where I live, and uh, yeah, you could just. Drop that money off there, and I'll hold you to ransom, and I'll wait a couple days. I don't See like how that. It goes. Yeah, I like it. That's a good movie right there. I think I'll typecast Denzel to be to play me. Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's weird though. I think uh, right now though is definitely the weirdest time for all of us. Um, like doing this podcast is awesome. Like I love that we're doing it, but like, it's weird to do to do shit with like, like I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else. I can't imagine doing this with anybody else, you know. So I was thinking about it the other day, like my coworker was like, "Oh yeah, you you guys ever need someone to uh, you know fucking interview?" And I'm like, oh, "We're not gonna interview someone who I work with that just wipes asses all day." Like, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking. But I'll fucking consider it. But like, it's weird. And I was like trying to cons- like think about like what would I talk about with this guy on the podcast? And it would just be like absolutely nothing. Like what kind of fucking like wipes do you use or something? You know, like I don't I don't know, man. It was just. But I love, I appreciate it. But it was just I don't know. I just. What are you getting at? I guess what I'm trying to get at is I'm very thankful for you guys. So yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm thankful I'm for glad you too. Edit this shit out too. I'm so sorry. I was just wondering. no. 
We should maybe think about getting some interviews going, though, too. That'd be a cool episode. There's a lot of people we can interview. You yeah. know what I think we should we do? We have a few in the works. I think we have two or three people that we should we have inter- we have an idea for an interview, right? Uh-huh. I think we should put it up on our story feed and be like, out of these three people, who would you like to hear from? Or who would you like to hear us interview? And we'll make it a little fun for the viewers. And I think if we do that, I think it'll create a little uh, little buzz, a little buzz around the baseball field, a little buzzy action, get a little popular vote. Well, I have one question in closing. All right. What's your favorite liquor, and why? It's the weekend. We're drinking, so let's talk about it. It is. Okay. I'm very interested to know. I've known you guys for a long time. What's our favorite what? Liquor. Oh, I thought, you said, I thought you said Laker, and I was about to no, be no, like, no, no, I'm no. not going to say anything in this conversation. I, <laughs> and I your don't favorite, fucking care. Your favorite liquor, drink of choice, and why? You know, I was a, yeah, okay, well, there's times where I'm in a mood. And uh-huh. depending on that mood is what I'm drinking, right? If I'm hanging out with Bill and I look at Bill, there's times where I look at Bill and I'm like, you know what? We're drinking to forget tonight. Because <laughs> we can't remember that haircut. So we're going to just, re- we're going to drink to forget. We or do it. we're going to, we're going to drink heavy, you know? And there's other, so, but I would say my favorite to drink is like, I would say my go to is Jameson. Yeah. Jameson and ginger, and that can I can coast off that all day, but I will be fucked up by like uh, four. Yeah, yeah. If I start early, you know. Beer wise, I get full and I can drink all day, but I just feel fat and I just feel bloated. And I feel like I'm on, you know, like my time. It just I don't feel as hot. I don't feel that Papa Bear. I'm the exact opposite. I don't liquor makes me tired. Like hard liquor, it makes yeah. me tired. The minute I get an effect from it, I'm I'm definitely a beer guy, that's for sure. And like if I had a choice, we're talking about like you know we had a choice every time we went to drink, it would be a nice Hefeweizen. Pick one for a beer. I did. Pick one. A Hefeweizen. No, a Hefeweizen. Pick one. Can you see that letter? I don't have a specific one. Why not? A honey blend. No. Yeah. A Hefeweizen. So it's kind of got like... Okay, so you have a favorite type. Yeah, I have a specific type I'm going to go for. Uh You know? Um, It's just, I like the taste. I love that I can continually drink beer all day if we're talking about like a party (laughs) experience. And I can just keep it going. Just pound it. Just keep it going, (laughs) I drink so much beer, dude. You know, keep it going. Go all day. And drink this beer. You know. <laughs> Just fucking spit it out. You know what out. I mean, man? You know what I mean? We know what no, you mean. No, you're at a festival or whatever. Or uh, hanging out with the boys. You haven't how, you haven't <laughs> been to a festival in years, man. Actually, that was a lie last year. So what festival did yourself. you go to last year? Taco Festival out in Norfolk. Oh, my God. <laughs> so go fuck yourself. That's like Taco Tuesday. Mr. Here the- I suck on toes on the weekend. You know what? And I like him here. had a block party and everyone made tacos. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. Nope. Nope. Down in the fucking harbor. 
in downtown. Duper 805. Yeah, I think it's a good place. I, uh, I've been doing a lot of smoking, a lot of thinking, and um, I think the best place to go to right now, especially as far as quarantine goes, fuck the lines. Why don't you guys just call a in-house weed delivery service? Why not have it delivered to delivered. your fucking door? So why not go with Duper 805? Uh, guys, they're local. Here in Ventura County. They are delivering, and uh, you can go check them out. Give them a call. They're on Instagram. Uh, you can also check them out on duber805.com. Uh, if you guys want their number, it's 805-421-9449. And uh, give them a shout-out. Tell them the Blunt Boys sent you, and uh, get that smoke on, y'all. All right. So we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. We do. But we love you guys. You're amazing. Have a great day, night, afternoon, morning, post-coital bliss. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Peace.